what's going on everybody my name is caleb my name is trevor and this is coffee and headphones the podcast where two brothers talk about brother things uh today we have an array of topics to address because i'm going to be gone for the next couple weeks so we figured we'll just talk about everything today uh, but before we get to anything else, number one, A, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit like. If you're listening on a podcast feed, hit subscribe, give us five stars. Um, and I think before we do anything else, Trevor, you had something in mind for the beginning of this episode? Yeah, sir, I do. Um, so I have been watching this dude on Instagram, and uh, what he does is he does like these drafts they're like top fives of different things so he'll do anything from like food to tv shows to just very random things uh bread basket 303 he's from colorado so red shout basket out. nice yes sir um very random name but it's him and i guess it's his friend maybe his brother i don't know um but they did one a while back that i wanted to just straight up copy and paste and it's okay. uh, Office Characters Top 5, baby. So, Wow, look at that. <laughs> how fitting. How fitting. <laughs> how fitting. Okay. So we can, we can do a, a little snake draft. Um, okay. Yeah, and we can flip a coin to see who goes yeah, first. Yeah, for so. sure. You got a coin? Call it yeah, call it. Heads. It's heads. Okay, let's go. All right. All right. You want to so go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay, go for it. I'm gonna first. All right. Um, I'm gonna pick Dwight. I have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was no my pick for sure. Uh, wow, I'm sure that, yeah, bro. That's just not what I expected from you. So are we doing like a snake draft here? Do I get to? <laughs> Why are you laughing yeah. at me? <laughs> yeah, you get, you get to, and then uh, you get your first and second, and then I'll get my second and third, and then so Okay, okay, bet. All right. Well, you took Dwight. I feel like it's only right that I take the man, the myth, the legend, the world's best boss, Michael Scott, with my first pick overall. Can you hear me, by the way? My microphone's a little bit farther away than it normally is. Am I good? I can't hear you. I, I noticed okay. that, but I can hear you fine, so you're good. Should I move it up a bit? No. Okay. I don't want to hear you that anyway. Okay, so with my <laughs> second pick, uh huh. give me um, the most relatable man on television, Jim Halpert. Okay. And like okay. You kind of have to take those two, right? For sure. Absolutely. Those solid picks. I, I'd say right behind Dwight. That's who I would have picked for sure. Shout out Jim Halpert. I'm not going to split the couple up. You can have her if you want her. So um, for my second pick, I'm going to go with somebody pretty underrated. And his name is Kevin Malone, the chili maker himself. Okay. Um, this man really makes that show wonderful in his own way and uh he doesn't get enough credit because everybody on that show is freaking hilarious so um yeah, kevin malone and then for my third pick hmm i'll probably go with, i'll probably go with creed to be honest with you man that's a sneaky good pick i love creed 
I was between Creed or Daryl, but Creed sort of mm. carried mm. throughout the entirety of the show, and Daryl pops up somewhere Creed in the middle. Just like, yeah, Creed is like one of the most random, hilarious characters <laughs> that we know nothing about. And as much as I would love to learn more about him, I, I also don't want to. Don't want to. Yeah, I like <laughs> how it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, White, uh, Creed, and Kevin Malone, baby. Nice. Okay. Well, if you're going with, with those three, and I have my two so far, yeah, man, I feel like it's only right to uh, Pamela Morgan Beasley Halford that <laughs> I don't know wow. if she ever has all of those names at the same time but uh give me Pam to to match okay. with Jim and she's also a great foil to Michael throughout his seventh season yeah. of the show yeah. uh, and, and then oh go ahead no you're good okay and then with my fourth pick overall um you know what bro give me Daryl You gotta love Daryl. He's just like he he starts off as a straight man, a hilarious dynamic with Michael. Um, and then eventually he becomes like kind of more of a a front character in the later seasons. And I think he's good in both roles. So give me Daryl. 100 percent And I mean Daryl obviously is one of the characters that has hundreds of other TV shows slash movies, like apparently. Um, and, uh, it is and really a, good. a very good musician in real life, Craig Robertson. Yes, he is. All right. So that's all right. So I got two more, huh? You got two more. I have one more. Okay. I'm going to pick. I feel like these two picks are hella easy, man. Um, I'm going to pick one of the most cringy characters, maybe one of the most uh, debatable if he's likable or not. But I personally like the dude, Nard Dog. Okay. Not Andy, he's a good pick. I feel him. I mean, how could you not get so angry in a situation that's, like that? Honestly, that's great value for the fourth round. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think for my fifth round, I, I'm going to have to pick a sleeper. I was between David and Moe's, but I'm going to go with David. Suck it. I mean, David is iconic. Um, and was David a writer on the show? No, I don't think so. He wasn't. Okay. But I, so, I'm not completely sure. Just Toby and Ryan and, of course, Michael Scott. Kelly. But, no, yeah, of course. How could I forget? But I think that's a solid top five. Um, yeah, I think man, it is. Anybody it is. Any day. I will say, bro, you, you seriously lack diversity. That's, Let's just think about your roster real quick. <laughs> There's a bunch of people that kind of looks like you. Oh, hey, listen here, Caleb. Anybody that knows me knows the truth. I don't like white people. I'll say it right here, right now. So you can pick whoever you want to pick, but that's my top five for the office. Don't make it into anything. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm setting up my next shot, bro. It's a self alley off the round. One of the most hilarious characters in the whole show in my humble opinion she's controversial but kelly Kapoor, kelly Kapoor, bro i think i think kelly she's honestly one of my favorite characters in the whole show and i don't know if that's a very popular opinion or not 
I know in my circle, it's not necessarily a popular opinion, but man, I got to go like number one, great writer. She has written mm -hmm. a ton of great stuff after The Office, but especially when she was there, um, she was really like a trailblazer for Indian women. Okay, so what's your what's your top five? Run it for uh, the fans real quick. Fans. Oh, that's Are we going to call these eight listeners our fans? Yeah. <laughs> I think we should call them family. It's a lot more intimate that way. <laughs> Shout out. What, what's the, the real say? Shout out to those eight legends. Um, let's see. I got Dwight, who's solid number one draft pick for sure. Um, I think you could ask anybody who's ever seen the show. They would attest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He would have been my pick if I had the number one overall three. Dwight, Kevin, Creed, David, and Andrew Bernard. That's very solid. I will say, somehow I just kind of forgot about Andy. Uh, I would have picked him over Daryl. But for me... For real, if, if I had a six-man roster, my sixth pick would have been Aaron. I think Aaron's she hilarious. is... He is hated by a lot of the office fan base just because it was that be. era. That era, but she's literally hilarious. Yeah, for me, I had a starting five of Michael Scott, Jim Halford, Pam. Uh, last name is up in the air. Depends where you are in the series. Daryl Philbin, and last but not least, Kelly Kapoor. So okay. y'all let us know. Y'all let us know who has the better roster overall. I think Trevor's is probably, well, I would say we're both kind of unconventional with it. We both have different characters from different statuses throughout the office. I got David, who probably has the least amount of lines for a main character S person out of anybody. Yeah, yeah so, because he's not um, in the show for, for his entire He's not in the show every episode. Whatsoever. The most patient Aaron, boss in the world. He is too patient. It's sus how patient he is. Um, sorry, I'm hearing people. There's a, a party next door. So, uh, but awesome. That's a party next song. door. That brings back oh, memories, man. All right, bro, bro. Um, Does that make sense yeah. now? Oh, I have a question. What did you think about the, the tale of the Tales of the Jedi. Ooh, okay, so for me, I love the show. It's a, it's a great, like, extra piece of Star Wars lore, I think, is what it is at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. I love the Ahsoka stuff, but I especially love seeing stuff as, as a Jedi. It was really cool. Obviously, it's our first time seeing Jedi Master Yaddle in action, which is super sick. And uh, you you really do start to like sympathize and feel for Dooku and see why he got so disillusioned by the Jedi. Um, I mean, Dooku definitely suggests very clear point. Even he did, and and Yaddle Yaddle said so. The same thing. Yeah. 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 For sure. I would say, like, if you're a Star Wars fan, especially a prequel era fan like me, and Trevor, I think is also mainly prequel era, right? OT and prequel, mm -hmm. then you should go and, and watch this series. It's really, it's a very quick listen. Like you can binge it all in like an hour, an hour 15 max, I think, if you don't watch all the credits. 
I think it was like an hour and 30 minutes total, which is basically like a little movie. Um, I thought they did a really good job. It was one of the better things to watch that Disney put out for Star Wars. Um, but I think that's just because I'm such a big Star Wars fan. And it's always it's cool to see like a fan that you don't know much about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my favorite thing to see uh, was we saw a certain Jedi that all of us knew was a part of things, but I, I don't want to spoil it for the people that haven't seen it. Oh, well, go ahead and spoil it. This is spoiler reviews. Okay, spoiler alert, Qui-Gon Jinn. It was so freaking cool to see him um, because you obviously knew that he was Count Dooku's Padawan, right? So, um, yeah, super cool. Big fan. It was cool, and it was cool that they showed. I love how they kind of did the time jumps. I thought it was perfect for Dooku showing, like, three very important events throughout different ages of him as a Jedi that led for to sure. him becoming a Sith and, and then the final one of course was Qui-Gon's death. Oh so freaking cool how he was the one that like we confirmed he deleted Camino out of the system. Yes that was that was a nice touch that because dope. that was always a little mystery and it makes yeah. sense and like no I'm serious though you really do start to like sympathize for Dooku especially when he's over there talking about like yo I betrayed everyone I knew everything I believed in um, yeah, and he really, like certain, he really thinks he's justified in that. But like a but, certain documentary I recently watched. What? It's it's like a certain documentary that I recently watched. What documentary? Insight on some people. Um, I'm not allowed to say his name because of A and R and stuff. Oh, um, I see. I thought you were talking about Jeffrey Dahmer, and I was like, I, I'm a little bit concerned. No, starting no, to sympathize with that clarify. guy. Um, the name of the documentary is Genius. If you know, you know. So, um, and if you no, don't, then get hit. That's right. Go listen to D One's Little Real. Um, yeah, bro. Yeah, I bro. Uh, I liked it though. I thought it was super cool, and um, of course, Andor just keeps coming out with new stuff. So. It's amazing. Uh, this man with the hammer. This man's always got something. I just, at this point, bro, it's like, how about I just stop pointing it out and the people watching? Yeah, like, where's Walter? That way we know if you're actually watching or not. Moving on, I would very much like to get your opinion on Midnight's by Taylor Swift. And, excuse me, really cool announcement. <laughs> Really cool announcement broke today that Taylor Swift becomes the first artist ever to have all 10 spots on the Billboard Top 10. And that is led by the song Anti-Hero. Anti-Hero, which is yeah, my favorite by far. What did you think of the album, though, overall? Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, I stopped listening to Taylor Swift. I'm not a Swifty by any means. Um, I don't necessarily hate her music anymore. Uh, but after listening to this album, I really gained more appreciation for Taylor Swift, not only as an artist, but a storyteller as well. Um, the album for me, definitely, it hit, and I thought it was going to be a big mess. There were songs where I just wanted to fall asleep 100%, but that's just my personal opinion. But there was a lot of songs on there that I really liked. Um, overall, for me, 
it was like a six out of 10. So uh, that's the best you're going to get. I expected it to be like a two out of 10. So, um, I mean, clearly I, I'm in the minority because she has all top 10 of okay. Billboard. Well, I would say like, uh, yeah, for those who don't know me, because if you Flip know me, me, then you know this. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Taylor fan. She was my number one streamed artist in 2020, which was the year that music was streamed more than any other year before. And last year, I believe she was top four, maybe three. So this year, man, I was, uh, you know, I was ready for something new and original from her because we've been getting her, uh, her Taylor's versions the last couple drops, which is her old stuff re-recorded uh, because yeah. her, her contract she signed when she was a teenager had uh, really messy negotiation terms and <laughs> i'm trying to hold it together this man just put a paintbrush on his face this, uh, okay so is this but, a paintbrush yeah look at it's it it's a glittery paintbrush pretty dope anyways best believe you're still bejeweled but for me, this album was a like a, a straight up hit. I texted this man 16 minutes into the album, 1216, <laughs> on October 21st. And I said, Taylor over Kendrick. That was all I said. No, I would like to say, I, uh, I sent... And he meant album of the year, guys. I did mean album of the year. No, not like forever, but... I will say, I take that back. Kendrick is still album of the year for me. But this album was like a 10. It really was for me. It hit on all the right notes. I needed it at this time. I'm going through some things. So it just kind of hit for me. And I'm so like glad to see the success that has come from it. Because if this, if this album was done, I think more so like by a younger version of Taylor or maybe someone who didn't have that chemistry that her and Jack Antonoff had, then it wouldn't have hit the way that it did. It was just a lot of potential for things to go wrong and they didn't. And you know, that's so like, as a, as an artist, as a music nerd, you love yeah. to see something like that come together. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Taylor and all the Swifties out there. And uh, yeah, man, it's our time, it's our time. Oh, my favorite so song, do you want to hear my favorite song on the album? You're on your own kid? So that definitely was my favorite song on the album. Okay. And, so, and so maybe the last couple of days, okay. I, think, I think it's probably Maroon now. Um, I love the bridge. And like I, I tell people this, I told Aaron Knight this. And for those who don't know who Aaron Knight is, she's a music artist. Uh, no, she's not. She's a music artist manager that is not go. to be truffled with. And she has very strong opinions on music. Trifled with. Trifled with. But on our first on our first meeting, I also had the pleasure of working with her and Matt over at BYOD for uh, my album from last year. And on her first meeting, she was asking me about like some artists I like. And I said, Taylor. And we kind of expanded that conversation. And I ended up saying that I think Taylor Swift is one of, if not the best, people are writing bridges for songs and that bridge and maroon just like hit so much for me and a lot of the bridges on this album did 
Um, yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. Okay. Okay, I'll accept it. I am a little confused, though, because if Kendrick had album of the year, right, but this Taylor Swift album was a 10 out of 10, does that mean that Kendrick's album was a 10 out so of 10? So here's what I'll say. For, like, for like an all-time, if so it depends, like, what's the scale here? What's the 10? If 10 is the greatest album ever made, then this album uh-huh. is not a 10. But if okay. 10 is the best alternative pop album of the year, then this album's a 10. You know what okay. I mean? So for yeah, me, yeah. I feel like Kendrick, Kendrick's always going to be someone when he drops a project, that's going to be the standard for hip hop for at least a year. Uh, and okay. I think Taylor is kind of the same way with pop music. Uh, may, obviously in a different consumption habit kind of way, but for me, I will say, like, if we're grading this against every album ever made, it's probably a seven to eight. But in 2022, against the other pop albums that it came out, it's a 10 out of 10. Okay. That's valid. I just wanted to, hold on. Whew. I wanted you to expand because I was a little confused. But for sure, yeah, that's for sure. Fair. Um, what, are, what are some of your other album of the year candidates? Hmm. I mean, Apex Taylor's dropped front runner. Uh, no, Apex dropped an album. We got uh, who else? Toby, Saba. Toby and Igwe. Yep. Uh, Corday dropped an album, but it was a, a big L. Who did you say? G Easy. Yeah. We got Corday. Just didn't Corday. say G Easy. Easy, bro. I didn't say twenty twenty two. And and you're talking about G Easy. Yes, sir. That's crazy. Hey, man. Respect to you. Respect to you. Yes, sir. I I've I've had a I've liked his music for a long time, but there's this album was a big miss for me personally. Uh, Yeah, but you know who was who did have a great album? Who's a white rapper? Post Malone. I think Posty's new album is maybe my favorite Post Malone album, maybe behind Stoney. Wow. I think Stoney will be, I think Stoney will be number one for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it is. It's like not in the same category as Drake, but like it's like Post Malone's nothing was the same. Right? Oh, yeah. No, it, it, it's Post Malone's, like, the college dropout. is the that album that set him up for success in, in hip-hop. And I didn't like Hollywood's Bleeding that much. There's a couple songs that I thought were good, but overall, I wasn't into the album. He took a long time to, you know, get right and get this one made. And, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this one. But other than that, I would say, yeah, Toby and Nigway, I've been on very heavy since it dropped in July, I believe, at the end of July. Uh, that's a great album. Who else? Sada. What Up RG? What Up RG, New Hollywood, great album. Little I don't baby. Know, man. Oh, I did, I actually did start listening to that because last time we talked about it, I was on a fast from hip hop. So I didn't get to listen, but I listened to the first seven or eight songs. Here's the thing with Lil Baby, bro. I do think he's a really good rapper, 
Don't but just it, say it's all the same. It sounds very much it's the no, same. No, and it, I don't think not. I can handle a full... I love his collab projects, but I don't think I can handle a full 22-song album of Lil Baby. It's not, but it's like a different... Because it's not like Roddy Rich or the Baby or no, any it's of not. Guys. He has multiple like, flows, but yeah. I mean everything from like presentation. Not he doesn't future. inflect vocals at all, though. Like he, all of his presentations are the same. His content is largely the same. And there are some songs that I was like, I just can't get behind this. But overall, it's not a bad album. I didn't. But he's not a rapper either. So. Little baby. Yeah. Yes, he is. He, he was forced to be a rapper. Post Malone's not really a rapper, I would they say. They took him out of the trenches, and he was like, okay, I guess I'll do this. Right? Like, that's the difference. Like, this man doesn't have, like, a passion to be like, I'm going to be the number one rapper. Maybe, like, for ego or bravado or whatever, he wants to be number one. But Lil Baby literally wasn't, like, chasing a music career. You know? So, I don't yeah. know. I like yeah. Lil Baby's new album a lot. I think there's some really good songs on there. And uh, Given, Givion, Givion. There we go. I believe he was on one of the songs. If not, yes, he it was. Sounded it really, is a really good, really good feature. Probably my best, my favorite song off of that album. Yeah, but, no, Givion's yeah. always been a really good feature artist. Yeah, we got a lot of drops this year, so. We did. I'm I'm grateful, bro. We got a Kendrick album, a Taylor album, and RG finally dropped. What else could you ask for except for a Bellion album, which you know we may never get again if we're being honest. This man, this man, John Bellion, dropped an album when he was like 28, and then he was like, I think I'm just gonna disappear. Which respected him as a human. He's been behind the scenes though. He has been behind the scenes, bro. And like I was saying off camera, Justice is an album that I, I still listen to very frequently. I was listening to it today. And John wrote like half the songs on that album. So we do hear a lot. He's even writing for K-pop here and there. So he's like all over. Uh, but I need to actually hear like a full John Bellion product. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the next thing we're getting from his camp is the Tori Kelly album, which will be really good. I'm excited to hear that. Um, yeah, I think he does really well with artists like that. So, and who doesn't love Tori Kelly, man? Come on. Yeah, haters. What else? Oh, this week, Caleb beat me and fantasy basketball. I did. Shout out to the Daily Dribble, our league. I, uh, I, I pulled it out barely because Zion came back and he decided to. Give us a double double with seven a monster assists. Game. Yeah. Monster game. Yeah. But all my guys have been injured this week. I don't want to hear it, Caleb. My and whole team is out injured or playing like yo, Clay Thompson. And I tried to grab Kawhi off the waiver wire because some idiot waved Kawhi Leonard. So I was like, oh, let me snag this guy. I cut John Wall for him. And that was a pending transaction for five days. And then I checked yesterday morning. And somehow Kawhi's on a different team. So I don't know what happened. I got screwed over. But hey, man, we're both one and one. The season is young. We'll see what happens. I personally don't think you're going to miss a lot with without Kawhi. I really don't. Um, hence why I dropped him. 
So I did drop Clay Thompson today. I've been riding with that dude that. for many years. Uh, it hurt my heart, but it was something that needed to be done. So who did you pick up? Um, to be honest with you, I don't even remember who I picked up. Hold on, wow. let me check. This man just did not want Clay Thompson on the team anymore. I, I didn't, dude. I was done with it. Um, Colin Sexton. Speaking of Colin Sexton and the Jazz, my boy Larry Markkinen has been absolutely dominating. All-star yeah. marketing, MVP, if the Jazz keep winning games? What's uh, happening, yeah, bro? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I can't deny it. The man has been playing hard. He's been shooting lights out from three. He's been getting yeah. rebounds. He's been making some assists. He's been playing he's really, like, really good. He's like what I and a lot of Bulls fans thought he could be when he came into mm -hmm. this league. He couldn't develop under Jim Boylan. And I'll never forget Boylan what he did to him. He really ruined Laurie's career, but he's been able to rehab. He looked great over the summer playing for Finland, and it's continued into the season. And somehow the Jazz are four and two, five and two, crazy. So we'll two. see what happens. The Nuggets, but Nuggets beat the Jazz, then lost to the Lakers somehow. So the Nuggets know. also lost to the Jazz, pretty bad the bad. first game. Bad. Yeah, that was hard to watch. Yeah, Laurie um, was, like, giving Jokic buckets. It was very, very weird. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, I feel like most people can give Jokic buckets. It's about stopping Jokic. Um, and really, at this point in the season, it's looking like, again, if you can stop Jokic, you can stop the Nuggets. So, True. it's a little scary. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think that's, that's been their struggle the last couple of years. But hopefully Jamal and MPJ can get unlocked a little bit more and help out. Uh, but, yeah, I think this is a good place to call this week's episode, uh, unless there's anything else you'd like to add, Trevor. That's it, dude. That's it. Okay, well, uh, with that being said, we're not – completely sure what the itinerary looks like moving forward throughout November there will be uh at least one or two episodes but I'm traveling Trevor's very busy with work and stuff so we'll see what happens but uh keep up with us on social media we will always give you the schedule there so uh at coffee and headphones pod on Instagram and TikTok um and yeah, I hope everybody has a wonderful, beautiful, blessed evening or whatever time of the day you're listening to this. Peace. Peace out.